Billy Napier, another alias, is the hash-slinging slasher, is trying to flip yet another commit, this time from Florida State. We're going to talk about it with John Garcia here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining me now for Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Locked On's recruiting insider. And John, I like to talk about this part of recruiting because Jordan Pride is currently committed to Florida State, been committed there since July 2021, um, which is the most important part about this right now because (laughs) recruitment for him in general has picked up lately and now he's visiting Florida. What is his recruitment like while, again, he's been a long-term commit now to Florida State? Yeah, I think a lot of folks see that door open. Basically, from the moment he moved to IMG last season, last August or so, uh, folks started to sense that, hey, maybe the door is more open than we thought. And it turns out the answer was yes. And he has been taking visits and and certainly um, reciprocated a lot of interest to some of the regional powers uh, with the Florida Gators right in the thick of this thing. He was there on Saturday um, and, and spent one-on-one time with multiple coaches in town. So I, I do think both the door is open and, and Florida is absolutely trying to flip this kid, uh, which would be a pretty big deal. Again, like you said, longstanding Florida state commitment and really a, a safety prospect with the versatility to move around that, that folks are, treating with higher value as as the 2024 class starts to really round into shape. So I think it says a lot about pride and and you understand why he's at least doing some due diligence uh, because he committed to a coach who's no longer there and, and Marcus Woodson. And obviously there's there's always a bunch of staff changes in college football. So when you're committed for a year and a half, borderline two years, there's going to be some changes to, to how you feel as, as a prospect. We've seen that with FSU in multiple cases, right? Travis Hunter, uh, most famously, um, Cam Davis. The guy's been committed for two years in this same class is starting to look around and just make sure that he's made the right call. So this is not incredibly rare, but there's no doubt Florida is doing well for pride. Um, I-, I joked with him on Sunday at the Under Armour Orlando game or camp because he was rocking a Gators wristband. I was like, hey, I thought you were committed to FSU. And he just kind of smiled. Uh, he did have another FSU wristband in there somewhere, but you know, the door is clearly open. I think how he's presenting it is reflective of how the situation is from a fluidity standpoint. So uh, it's going to be a, a bit of a photo finish if, if I had to forecast it, but it's not just Florida. There's other schools in the mix, but there is a sense right now that Florida is making up as much or more ground than other programs in this conversation. Yeah. How difficult is it as a coaching staff where you've got a kid committed, you know, almost three years in advance, how difficult is it to kind of retain them? Because we always talk about once a kid commits and you're like, Oh, well, you know, it's not really over till national signing day and you've got to still recruit him and still push for him to stay committed. But now you've got to do that for like three years here. Yeah. It's, it's a a very public push pull, right? You don't want to say no, 
to a prospect who you think will evolve and, and develop into a you know borderline blue chip type player, uh, especially one. Look, he's he's a panhandle kid, right? You know, Florida State's got to be careful in how they execute recruiting with those prospects in particular. So you don't want to say no, but yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to recruit these kids uh, over a long period of time. I think that's why so many coaches are transfer portal reliant because you're like, hey, I could recruit this guy for a week and maybe grab him as opposed to four years in, in some high school cases. Um, but it's also a tribute to pride's uh, ability, right? A lengthy kid who's shown a lot of juice uh, really from early in, in his high school career. But yeah, it's difficult. Uh, even if everything remains the same and, and Florida state had no uh, coaching turnover and it was a stable program and a stable sell throughout pride's high school years, it would still be difficult uh, to maintain a verbal commitment just because there's so much fluidity uh, throughout college football. And and you've got a guy like Corey Raymond, who's now, you know, in, in control of the safety position at Florida. Now he's zeroing in specifically on a Jordan pride. So you've got this longstanding relationship with Florida as a broad staff, but now your lead recruiter has shifted. So there's an element of new there uh, that is obviously, you know, at least intriguing uh, to, to continue to take visits and build that relationship with relative to Raymond. So yeah, uh, when you're dealing with stuff like that uh, on, on a, a given weekend, it's a lot uh, for Florida State or for any program. This is this happens to Georgia. This happens to Alabama. This happens to Ohio State. Uh, across the board, this is uh, one of the tougher elements of recruiting to deal with. Uh, but you, you again, you don't want to say no early on if you think the players got the potential to develop. And clearly, um, Florida State saw that with pride they took the commitment and now a lot of other programs are seeing the same thing so it's going to be a battle for sure yeah i mean you talk about not wanting to say no to someone and it's i'd imagine pretty similar to when you go oh like they were the first school to offer me i'd imagine you kind of have the negative side of that of oh they were the first school to just straight up tell me no when i wanted to commit and that kind of that kind of sits in but for jordan pride I know you've mentioned him as a safety. Is is that where he slots in at the next level? Because this kid is apparently a fantastic athlete, baseball, basketball, track and field, state quality athlete, plays both sides of the ball and special teams. So do you see him as a long-term safety? I think so. It's kind of where a lot of those positions converge. Uh, whether you talk about range, ball skills, instincts, I think we just push that towards the middle of the field a little bit more because – you're kind of right in the mix, right? You're equidistant to either side of, of the field, depending on what type of offense you're, you're facing. But look, there's some corner qualities for sure. You mentioned the other sports and the wide receiver background. I think all of that uh, could factor in. I will say he is coming off of an ACL, so I do think it's going to be a bit of a slower build than, than a lot of schools anticipated. But um, hopefully he gets right um, – for his senior season and, and gets to uh, work back to full strength. Um, so even that would probably push me to safety because he is a cerebral player on top of those physical elements. And he's one of these guys that, yeah, he came from a small town in the panhandle, but he's been a varsity starter and star since his freshman and sophomore season. So um, that, that type of early impact is, is not to be, um, brushed away, uh, regardless of what position he's going to play. So I think conservatively safety is probably the safest projection right now. 
The midway point of the NBA season has come and gone. Now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. But they've also recently introduced profit boosts, which have been awesome. They've given back-to-back-to-back 25% college basketball boosts, and back-to-back-to-back, I've used those boosts to help me make money. So... Thanks for that one, especially Louisiana. Appreciate you a ton. Billy Napier and money, thank you so much. Use your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you miss with FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. And another guy who's going to be on campus this weekend is defensive lineman David Stone. Just what kind of player is he that Florida and mainly Sean Spencer are recruiting? Yeah, Pride's teammate at IMG. And depending on which games you saw in 2022, David Stone might have flashed the most. He might have been the best player. Him and Ellis Robinson were probably the best players on that defense. And and with Stone, it was so easy to consume because he's right in the middle, right up front, just just wreaking havoc. Um, high motor, high high uh, athleticism. I, I I watched him play linebacker at a camp last year and cover Cedric Baxter. Um, he got dusted, but he was there, you know? <laughs> so this is 6'4", 290 pounds, right? So this is a heck of an athlete up front, a, a, a total modern age interior game wrecker, uh, a guy who could arguably be the top interior D lineman in the country uh, w- without a whole lot of, of pushback. So as you would imagine, his recruitment, especially having gone to IMG last year, has gone crazy. Every single school seemingly wants a shot, and Stone is really well traveled. You know, he's he's got uh, Michigan State and Washington and Oklahoma, where he's from, uh, and and schools across the country on his list. He just saw A and M over the weekend, so this is a true, true national battle. Even though for Florida, this is an IMG kid right down I seventy five, so it profiles a little differently. Uh, and he's been there before. So I think that's important in this conversation. Not Maybe not as much as the Florida staff would have liked, but David at the same time doesn't appear to be in any rush to make a decision. So any visit's a good visit at this point. And then we'll see when he starts to pencil in official visits, kind of where the priority schools are, are going to emerge. I think he said Wisconsin might get an official. I mean, this this kid, you know, you don't want to say he's all over the place, but his recruiting map is truly all over the place he's really giving a lot of schools a fair shot at his verbal commitment but you know florida's the closest to to img of of all of them and i would imagine this won't be his last time in gainesville but important of course to get back there see the new facilities and and kind of dig into the what has become the local angle for for img recruits now that that theoretical img curse has been lifted Yeah, and for David Stone specifically, he's initially from, I believe, Oklahoma City specifically. Um, How kind of does that maybe play into his recruiting where Florida has Max Browns from Tulsa, uh, Chris McClellan is from another, I forgot the city actually, but it's got an O in it. I know it starts with that, but also from Oklahoma, and it's like an hour and a half away. So how does that kind of play into it where you get to recruit him just – as a IMG kid, but you also get to say, hey, you might have a little bit of sense of home here with Max Brown and even Chris McClellan in the D-line room with you. Yeah, that familiarity is important. Like you said, even though you're an IMG kid and you've theoretically 
gone to a pre-college college, if you will, you know, you're, you're living on campus. You're not, mom's not waking you up and, and cooking for you or whatever it is. Um, you expect so much maturity and so much progression with these recruits. But of course, look, teenagers, they want that familiarity at the same time. So I think any element like that is going to help a program like Florida stay in the mix. And that's really the game right now for all these schools. Can you stay afloat in this race? I don't believe he's put out a top group. If he has, it's like a top 12. It's a big group of schools that are in it. So you've got to just sort of maintain your positioning or try to elevate it at this point because it, it just looks like it's going to be a long-standing recruitment. But yeah, um, Oklahoma, uh, the school, the state, all of it matters to him. He does consider that home. Um, I think it's pushed a lot of people to think Oklahoma's the favorite. I think it's fluctuated uh, to a degree since he moved on to IMG, but there's no doubt Oklahoma, the school, is going to stay in the race uh, because that is home to him. So I do think it's important to David Stone individually, and any element you can sell there for Florida doesn't hurt. Yeah, and on the defensive side of the ball still, there's Xavier Phil Same is the next guy that we're going to talk about, which I'm just going to apologize in advance, or I guess not advance anymore if I screw up that name. But depending on where you look, some places list him as safety, some list him as a corner, some list him as a safety, but has him have him in the rankings as a corner. So it's really interesting. But um, where do you think his skill set probably fits best for the type of player he is? Yeah, if you watch him on Friday nights where he plays safety at McKinney High School in Texas, you love what you see. Six foot one, 185, 190, just looks ready to make that step towards the power five level. Uh, and he plays like it. He's a downhill physical player uh, who's got great twitch and great long speed. But when you when you zoom out, you say, oh, his track times are really good. He's got ball skills. He's running 10-5. Now you say, does he become and turn into a, a maybe a zone corner? Uh, as his technique develops. But I, I really like his safety skills. I mean, he's got a guy who had nearly 100 tackles last year, uh, has a nose for the football and wants to be in that box. Um, everybody's bigger, faster, stronger nowadays. I mean, just look at the combine, right? We had D Lyman running 4-4. Anthony Richardson, you know, broke like every record that has ever existed for the position. So we, I don't think we should associate great speed with certain positions just because the skill set for X is very much in the safety hybrid, maybe nickel lane, much more so than corner, at least uh, from, from my eyes at this point. We'll see how the rest of his offseason and senior season goes. But I think when you throw the size on top of it, again, you know, 6'1", 190 or so, it probably points you, you know, to that role uh, even more so. But look, if you run 10-5, you could probably line up anywhere in the back seven and feel quite comfortable. But he plays with a physicality and a very football-like mentality to where it's not just a, a finesse track guy trying to make a transition now this is a football player who just happens to be one of the fastest players in texas on top of it yeah i'm glad that you mentioned anthony richardson by the way relative athletic score wise most athletic quarterback to ever go to the combine so there's it's, that. <laughs> it's like you expected it and then it was still better yeah, no, like, like we knew he'd blow it up. We didn't know he would break every record and be fourth all time for the 40s. So, hey, whatever. I'll take it. First overall pick, maybe. Probably not. Shouldn't be, but maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'd, I would, I'd caution only because of the of the other names. I, I think in, in an, a random year, you could absolutely build this argument and, and you see the 
um, you know, the the Josh Allen's, the Jalen Hurts's of the world, and people are going to take chances on the more athletic profile, even if the numbers, the college numbers, don't necessarily scream elite from a passing standpoint. That that trend has been bucked with big time players, so folks are going to look into that. So it'll be fascinating uh, next month. Yeah, I had someone reach out yesterday and they were like, hey, can do you have the numbers for Anthony Richardson passing versus man and passing versus zone? And I was like, I don't have the numbers. I don't need the numbers. They're bad, but that, that doesn't matter. What matters is his tools, and that's why he's probably going to be very highly drafted. But um, back to recruiting here, I, I guess. But we'll have a draft show. We'll do it. Um, but yes, with, please. with Michael Welch now, the running back that recently got offered from Florida, he's picked up quite a few power five offers. What kind of player is he? I like him. He's a bit of a throwback, right? Low center of gravity, uh, thicker running back, low, low to the ground vision and decisiveness, man. That's what scream on tape uh, for Micah reminds me a little bit of Johnny Richardson. Who's, who's at UCF. He's like, he's in that, that tandem with Isaiah Bowser, uh, a guy who, you know, doesn't look like the modern back, but he's so decisive and so hard to bring down that, uh, it's head turning and and he's one the more you dig into the tape the more you start to like him and I think that's why he's experiencing kind of the later boom in his recruitment to the point where yeah like you said it's it's now a full-fledged SEC battle uh, but Florida's going to get uh, this next visit uh, I believe it's his first to Gainesville so this will be important right Florida's got a unique situation going on at running back obviously Everybody wants uh, Chauncey on their commitment list. He's he's the, the one of the earliest Gator commitments, and and now it's you know Georgia, Ohio State, Bama. Everyone's trying to flip him. So Florida's got to navigate this thing carefully from the running back position standpoint. Uh, and obviously, a new offer screams you know that there's either some fluidity there. Or you're taking more than one back, which is probably the more likely scenario. So um, I, I do think that he's uh, a counter to what Bowens presents uh, as a, a more modern all-around back. I do think Micah is a little bit more conventional. But again, decisive, uh, not a lot of wiggle, but tough to bring down. I mean, maybe Damian Pierce is probably a, a better comp, but I don't want to put that on the kid just <laughs> yet, right? Because I think Pierce's last uh, two years in particular – uh, just stellar uh, from a physicality standpoint. So I don't think he's quite there, but the style is similar. Not not a whole lot of wiggle, um, not elite long speed, but it kind of doesn't matter. He's going to churn out five, six yards every single time. And obviously with the type of running game Florida's put together over the last couple of years, that really fits right into what Billy Napier wants. Yeah, so is it safe to say that for Michael Welch, this is another instance of Florida offering a kid before his – rise in the rankings oh yeah yeah he's he's a good player man he's he's got a lot of classic traits like if he if this was the late 90s early 2000s he'd be a blue chipper across the board uh he's built he's built to come downhill with a lead blocker or, or in his own scheme uh, again vision and, and decisiveness really pop off on tape contact balance is strong here as well so yeah a lot of classic back traits that will certainly fit if he ends up in sec country for good and the last player we're going to, to talk about is deandre robinson who depending on where you look he's a three or four star he's been pursued by florida for a long time since since the dan mullen staff which is weird because they didn't recruit, so I don't know what they were doing. But what kind of player is Robinson? 
Yeah, I like him. He's 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 much more modern uh, than than some of these players that we've talked about. Um, not the biggest guy in the world. He's he's in that six three, uh, two hundred eighty five pound range, but it means he can do a little bit of inside out uh, damage, right? Whether it's against the run or against the pass, he's got some quickness. We we got to see him at the Under Armour camp on Sunday as well, uh, and he had some uh, really flashy reps. Uses his hands well. Um, obviously going to fill out in his frame just a little bit more as, as he gets closer to college football, but the raw traits are there and they've been there. As you said, this kid was picking up scholarship offers in, in 2021, uh, at Orlando Edgewater. So now he's at Jones. Uh, he's, he was kind of the, on the defensive line on Sunday, he was the, the eye catcher. He was the guy that everybody wanted to kind of get a fresh look at. Uh, and he did not uh, disappoint. Confident kid, a very, seemingly outgoing to one of these D linemen. Think of like a Gervon Dexter who, you know, he's going to make a play and, and, and let you know about it, maybe celebrate, maybe talk to you a little bit. Uh, so I think there's some fun, you know, classic Florida swagger uh, with Robinson. That's, that's, you know, great, right? We love seeing it uh, in this day and age. Um, and he's an Orlando kid. So these are the type of kids that Florida – really has to uh, be critical with. And and then they are recruiting him with that expectation. It's relatively daily at this point, according to Robinson. And it's not just one coach. Sean Spencer's in there. It's multiple coaches that are really spearheading this thing and, and includes Billy Napier. So uh, I think he's been a priority for multiple staffs, and it's certainly maintained even into the offseason uh, here this year. Can I, is he a two-way player? Because it seems that his primary recruiter listed is Sean Spencer. Secondary is Darnell Stapleton, who's assistant O-line coach. Yeah, I, I could see it. Uh, I could see it. Again, he's got the body to where he's on the verge of going one way or the other for good. So you could start to make that argument. But look, when, when it's so close to home, I do think a lot of coaches tend to to jump in here because you understand the priority level. Obviously, you know, Florida did a great job in Orlando last cycle, and that's going to be one of those ground zero cities, Jacksonville maybe being the other and, and Tampa kind of the third that you've got to really hone in on from a recruiting standpoint. Those blue chippers that align with your scheme and, and your priority, you have to contend and eventually grab more than you don't. So I think that's just more evidence of, this is kind of a full court press from Florida, even though they signed such a great and, and voluminous uh, D line haul last year. Yeah. And before I let you go, I will ask how does recruiting really work with a complete staff change? Because I know earlier we were talking about Jordan pride and it's like, Oh, his position coach that was initially recruiting him no longer at Florida state. Now, not a single coach that was recruiting Deandre Robinson to Florida under Mulling <laughs> is here. So how does that really change? How do you kind of go, yeah, I know that you were getting recruited by that that coach, but now we're completely different. Do you have to start over or are you kind of just like, hey, Florida, he's like same school, just a different guy? Yeah, normally, yeah. Normally it's a total reset, but Robinson's a lifelong Gator fan, right? He's 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 labeled them the dream school, which some fan bases will tell you is a bad thing. Some will tell you it's a good thing. Uh, that's that's the deal with, with his feeling towards Florida. So – Kind of like we said with David Stone and Oklahoma, they're kind of always going to be in it. Oklahoma, same deal, right? Previous staff recruited him, total rebuild under Brent Venables when they're still in it, maybe more so in it. I see this very similarly with Florida relative to, to Dontre Robinson. That's always been the dream school, the school he grew up following most closely, and that's why we talk about those metros, Orlando, Jacksonville, Tampa. Those are the type of kids that you're going to come across. So even though you're 
a younger staff compared to, you know, Georgia and Florida State, some of the other schools that you're going to be competing with, uh, you still have got a shot and much more so because a lot of these kids grew up Gators. And, and Robinson is one of those to where last staff, this staff, you know, even if something crazy happens and there's another staff, you probably still have a shot uh, for this kid. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. This is John Garcia, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Lockdown College channel and every week here on Lockdown Gators.